Hey Swap fans, it's Paul here, just letting you know that this is actually part one of a special two-part Swapcast podcast event. In this episode, we will be reviewing the film Inside You, and then in the next episode, we're actually interviewing the director of Inside You, Heather Fink, all the way from Los Angeles. Inside You is available to watch right now for free on YouTube, so make sure you do that. And I hope you enjoy the episode and next week's very exciting director's interview. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. I'm body swapping. Two boys. Two boys. Two white. And back again. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. Hi. And we are the Swapcast <laughs> Podcast. Every episode, we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week, we are watching the 2017 indie comedy Inside You, starring Heather Fink and Marshall Stratton, where a couple switches body after a night of sex with a magical sex toy. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. I love how casually you came in. It, uh, they swap bodies with a sex toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, by this point stuff. in the show, <laughs> is that really the craziest thing that we've had in one of these movies? <laughs> Not even. <laughs> well, spoilers, we'll find out what really swap bodies. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, on to Inside You. This film costs $100,000 to make and features a cast of mostly unknown actors. Did it manage to hold its own against the larger budget star-studded films we have covered on the show before? So I'm, I'm, that really surprises me because we just have done The Velocipasta recently. And was that made for $35,000? 35, yeah. 35. Yeah. Brendan, what did you think? I, I was I was trying to gauge where you were at, Paul, because I feel like I don't feel as bad about this film as maybe you guys will. I, I actually don't mind it. I actually am going to come out positive. I enjoyed this film overall yeah like i really appreciated what they were able to achieve on the budget that they had i thought it had genuine laughs like i laughed out loud with the film not at the film (laughs) and i appreciated that it was a film written directed and starring a female from the female perspective and it took a lot of the crap that we've seen, especially lately with the, our misogyny double feature that we did, and <laughs> took those things and kind of flipped them on their heads. So, yeah, I thought there was a lot to appreciate in this film. I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be a trash pile. You could feel immediately that it was written by a woman. Just like towards the end, I was like 100% written by a woman. And then in the credits, I'm like, boo, yeah, I got it. Like, so I, I think the reason that I immediately picked up that it was a... Uh, it was written by a woman is because um when we went to all the like the female uh perspectives it didn't feel like i just immediately thought of like rob schneider how like they're making fun of like pillow fights and you know and having uh like girls like naked in the locker room and stuff like that like i felt like all that stuff felt a bit more like oh, this feels like a different perspective that's a bit refreshing to all these films. Mm. Yeah, I've since listened to some interviews with the um, director, Heather Fink, and she did make this film as a kind of response to those kind of films. She did her research 
she watched a lot of the films that we've yeah. that we've reviewed on this show and name checked a lot of them. <laughs> and she's like, the closest thing I could think of to this was dating the enemy, but I felt like the characters were really cliched in that film, and I wanted to do something that I felt was more real. So, and I feel yeah. like that might be the reason I sort of enjoyed this a bit more than others is because we've watched so many of these films that I I don't know if if we were not doing this podcast i would have found it as refreshing <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's like oh yeah all those things we complain about they like tried to sort of like you know counter the locker room thing was funny mm. yeah <laughs> so um you did you find that there was relatable stuff in this film lucy like because i think that's what she was trying to portray like uh, kind of dissecting the female experience in that way um i don't know i just all the sexy stuff in inverted commas just really squicked yeah. me out <laughs> 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 like those point of view um shots of oh like, how intimidating oh, oh my god i was just like <laughs> no but i guess maybe she wasn't maybe she wasn't trying to make it be sexy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I had his eyes like staring into me. Yeah, I was, I was just like, like, I really don't want Adrian to come downstairs right now. Like, I just feel really <laughs> uncomfortable. <sighs> Paul, can you explain to the audience what we're talking about? <laughs> okay. So, uh, Inside You uh, is about a couple, uh, Stephanie and Ryan. They've been dating for a while and Ryan kind of is wanting to settle down, but Stephanie is a bit anxious about it. She, she doesn't really believe in marriage and she doesn't really want to do it. She decides to spice up their life, a sex life. She goes to this mysterious sex shop that's opened up in the area and buys this device that she doesn't really know what it does but the woman the mysterious woman at the counter insists that it will repair some of their problems so and we also need to as soon as you finish the plot we need to the first thing we have to talk about is <laughs> we have device. to go back yeah <laughs> the device yeah, yeah. <laughs> she brings it home but that night ryan decides to propose to, to her and she says no and then they have a big argument and no, the then she vomits. Oh, she vomits immediately. <laughs> but, but, but wait, wait, wait. We don't see any of this scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, everything kind of... we're talking about, apparently it has already happened. But then she yeah, vomits they... and then she tries to go down on him and then she gives him a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, imagine if a guy did this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they decide to use the sex toy to get over this awful night. And then when they wake up the next morning, they have switched bodies. So uh, they decide pretty much straight away that they're going to go their own ways because they had a big, big argument about it. And they both live out a day in each other's lives, essentially. Um, she, it, she, in his body, decides to go have wings with his male friends and see what it's like to be a bro for a day he in her body decides to go get a pedicure and go to a yoga class and discovers what it's like to have all these sleazy men hit on you and then eventually uh they get back together and kind of work through the problems in their relationship which the swapping has given them a bit more clarity on and then they go to the sex shop to try to get swapped back and <laughs> they do when they discover that the woman that owns the shop's son was a demon who had swapped them as a joke so then and he, he gets them he, to swap kid, their underwear this kid is seven years old max 
<laughs> and has glowing red eyes. Yeah, and, and he's playing like Arnold a, Schwarzenegger and he's quotes. Playing a uh, squeeze box. What accordion. do you call that? What is it? A- accordion. Accordion. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, definitely should not be in that shop where there's like <laughs> vagina candles everywhere <laughs> and lots of penises. Mm. So when when I said explain, I meant like the uh, the visuals of what me and Lucy were talking about with the uh, <laughs> yeah, point but he of view. still he still has to do the plot. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's basically the plot. Mm. But yeah, so during the swap, they are obviously having sex, and yeah, while they're having sex, like dry ice starts coming out from underneath the uh, couch and uh i don't know what what in particular struck you about the scene present oh not that scene i was talking about the scene at the end um when they go down on each other <laughs> it was the point of oh, view thing yes. and i guess i guess this is why this is revolutionary because it's like you know that's what it looks like to have someone <laughs> go down on you, you out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, it, that's not what it looks like. Like <laughs> nobody stares what? directly at you and is like, like with like the really air serious eyes. Yeah, and is like licking the <laughs> air. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, oh, it was obviously yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was like almost a money shot in there as well. Like it was pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. The film, like there you go. You know, compared compared to Sex Trip, which you took a couple of weeks ago, I'd say this is probably the more sexually explicit of the films, the more raunchy mm. of the films, but it didn't feel as gross. So, I, and I think again, we can attest that to the fact that a female directed it. So the jokes, like, are actual jokes. Whereas in the sex trip, it just felt so juvenile. It was like, how about we just get a whole bunch of girls and get their titties out and then they can touch each other's titties. <laughs> and it's like there was no, like, truth to those jokes. Little moments made me laugh. Like, um, there's one point where he's on the sidewalk and this woman is walking the dogs and obviously she's in his body and she goes to the dogs, oh, hey, what cutie. a cutie. <laughs> and then the woman's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> to the woman, that's just a man being sleazy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought that I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was interesting because I literally say hello to every dog I see. Like, uh, even if it's on the other (laughs) side of the road, I call out to the dog. And I guess uh, because I'm a woman, I'm allowed to do that. The scene where he is or she's in his body hanging out with the bros and they're talking about sex and then she's trying to describe sex from the male perspective and she's like oh yeah you know when i'm inside of her i i just get her so moist it's like a moist bath in there (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know i thought i I thought there was a lot of like genuinely good uh lines and jokes in this i guess you know there is merit because it is the flip and it's like yeah she's the thirsty commitment phobe and he's like the one who wants to settle down and like yeah. is a bad lay or whatever or, like, which is what they yeah. tried to establish but at the start i felt like they were about to break up both of them like yeah he, he sounded like he was like oh, i don't know if i want to be with this woman but then like just out of the nowhere it's like all right, I'll get grandma's ring. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like recently I watched the, I know you both did as well, the new Netflix film, The Lovebirds with Kamal Nanjiani and Issa Rae. And in that film, like the bickering at each other through the entire film just grated on me. And when this film started and it was kind of that, I was like, oh, 
not again. I just watched this for 90 minutes, so I have to watch this again for another 90 minutes. But I <laughs> but felt like they... it is. I'll stand up for that film. I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind that... it either. Yeah, that was a film. two against one, two against one. <laughs> Paul, you just didn't that, like that they fought and it was that it was like uncomfortable. It wasn't shiny and Disney enough for you. No, I just felt I wanted them to break up the entire film. Like I didn't root for them as a couple because all they did was fight. All they yeah. did. Was yeah, I didn't necessarily want them together in the end, but I didn't care that their relationship was on the edge. <laughs> Sometimes couples just need a little like reminder of why they love each other. Yeah, I just feel like even if they were stay together at the end of that film, like it's gonna last five months. Come on, yeah. Paul, you know what Kamal's rocking underneath his jumper now, and Issa Rae's like a goddess. That's like a dream couple. Uh, you got to root for them. Come on, back to this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys appreciate the uh, shout outs? to other swap films that they did like as, soon, as immediately when they switched they referenced Big they re- referenced Freaky Friday World War Z um, it was like I mean that, that wasn't obviously that's not a swap yeah. film but there, she was like this is like the end of the world what's happening here yeah. and yeah. Zac Efron Judge Reinhold it, they did all yeah. of them. That was <laughs> yeah. good. I, did, I, it, I I liked that. Yeah, you could tell they did their homework. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, on the podcast that I listened to her uh, do an interview on, they asked her for her favourite swap films while she was doing her research, and this was the list that she gave. Interesting. Freaky Friday, the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah. Like Father, Like Son, which we haven't done yet. What, who's that? What's that? Um, that's the Dudley Moore, uh, Kirk Cameron yeah, yeah. swap that came out the same time as Vice Versa. Mm-hmm. Prelude to a Kiss. Oh. She actually loved that. <laughs> she said that was, like, her favourite. What? <laughs> Why? Uh Thirteen going on thirty. Chances are was another one she like praised the fuck out of. Really? Vice versa. The change up. Oh. <laughs> All of me, big and dating the enemy. Mm. So I'm surprised. It's always like blows my mind that people from overseas know about dating the enemy. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she only watched it because she was researching for this and it was like the only one with a similar premise as what she had thought up. So Have you ever felt so close to con like having actual contact with someone that's had something to do with one of the films that we've we've reviewed? Uh no, I've actually I've messaged Heather to see if she would like do an interview for the show because I feel like sh- I would love to talk to her about this film. It's like yeah. we do the whole our whole podcast is this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, I wonder if that's a list of ones that are a favourite or just the, the list of ones she you watched. Did, she watched yeah. because yeah. I can't imagine you need to watch much more. Like I think <laughs> yeah. I'd be done after that. Vice <laughs> versa uh, is is the Judge Reinhold one, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a classic. Uh, so, what did you think of this compared to Dating the Enemy in terms of like? Do you think it dealt with very similar subject matter in a better way, or I guess is this the f- the second time that there's been an actual sex scene between? Yeah. So this is the second time we've had like a couple swap with each other. This is the second yeah. time that we've had then the couple having sex with each other in their each other's bodies. I guess. So. Yeah. There is no more horrifying concept. This movie definitely had more of a frank, frank discussion about it kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, they discuss like, would you suck your own dick? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> are you comfortable? What are your boundaries in this? And actually, like, I felt like would be the conversation that would happen if this were to occur. <laughs> 
because mm. um, I feel like for everyone that would be a, like not everyone's going to be the same or what they would be comfortable to do in this situation. <laughs> I don't even want to see myself naked. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I did. We discuss this last time when we did dating the enemy. Would Brendan suck his own dick? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, like she says in the film. Like, yes, I've, uh, you know, masturbation. We've all, we've all been there. I never put it in my gob. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, know. you could, well, you know, we all, we've all tried, you know. <laughs> no, but. No, I don't. I don't know if I can. Uh, I'm. I'm sure if it meant swapping back into my own body, I'd you know have a crack at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the scenes where he's in her body and she does a manicure and goes to a lo- yoga. Did you feel those were represented accurately, Lucy? Well, uh, I've never been never been given wine at my uh Manny Petty place. Ah. And you're you're such a like an authority as well. <laughs> um <laughs> it, do you know it more than anything it just made me miss so bad me getting my nails done. Absolutely first world problems. <laughs> Pandemic <laughs> like we all just want to live, but it um getting my nails done used to be like my my major f- uh form of like indulgence and treat treat yourself self-care type thing i was just like oh the good old days now i've got these (laughs) like stubby bloody little miss sausage fingernails (laughs) do they make you turn your phone off no (laughs) i always ignore it though some people my god you see some people in the salon and they're so rude it's like Somebody mm. is like giving you a service. You need to yeah. engage with them. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not so, everybody's like that. Do the nail polish cover colors really have names like Daddy's credit card and horse meat? Well, I really wrote down <laughs> a thing about that. Is um, there there is a thing about the normally like a lot of makeup names have sex sexy names. Like there's yeah. a blush that's called orgasm and yeah. stuff like that. That's even like a Drake, a Drake lyric, orgasm blush, lipstick yeah. and concealer. Yeah, they're, it's like they have some far out names and uh, apparently, yeah, there's some tests done that if it, if it's got like a sexy name, it sells better. Yeah. So is, is Daddy's credit card a sexy name? <laughs> <laughs> For some, I think it yeah, would be. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Did you notice the magazine that she was reading? Yeah. Well, it I'm was like, called like Clock Magazine and it was about cucumbers. I was yeah. really confused. I was like, there is a joke there, I'm sure, but I just don't understand it. <laughs> like, is it? Because clock is like this Time magazine. Is that what it what? Ah, uh, oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's like what? And what, how what? about you, Brandon? What what did, did you find? This the bro scenes had any truth to them? Well, I I was gonna say like I I enjoyed that from a perspective of. I've seen these sorts of scenes before and I'm like, oh man, like this is where I get, I guess watching the ones that we would say are like gross and, you know, like sex trip and bad Johnson, like when you have bro scenes in those, they were absolutely like horrific, like conversations. It's just like wall to wall misogyny. Yeah. Whereas this felt much more, I guess, relating to my experience of (laughs) maybe not- Maybe not hanging out with people who run tumblers who who like yeah. take pictures of women on the street. Which like if that's <laughs> illegal, you can't do that. <laughs> Looking at the cast list, like all 
uh, most of the people working on this film, yeah, they're not big names, but they've actually been part of some interesting stuff, like filmmakers that we really love, like Michael Shawalder and David Wayne. They, like A lot of them have worked on a lot of their projects and TV shows. Like Heaps of the cast of this have also been in Search Party. Um, which, that like, makes you guys- sense. Yeah. That makes sense because it feels very like this culture of is it is it set in LA? It feels like No, like this, New York. It was New York. New York. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York culture, yeah. Who um, uh, which, who was from Search Party? I, I didn't clock that. Uh I like when I was going through like the cast, it just is something that kept coming up. A lot of the cast had been in Search Party. There you go. What would you yeah. say, Paul, if someone proposed to you with a cock ring? Um <laughs> if someone proposed to me, that would be lovely. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I don't have to die alone anymore. Oh, but yeah, what changed? What changed for the couple between between them breaking up after having uh, having sex with themselves and that point in the film? Like, that's that's the part I didn't get. Like, what was the the catalyst for which they went? Actually, we're going to make this work. Well, I think it was her being in his body and interacting with his friends and interacting with his mother. I think she kind of realized where he was coming from in terms of wanting to settle down. Like, I think she always thought he was being disingenuous and just doing it because he had to. But I think after being in that body, she realized that he was actually wanting to be with her. And she was happy to throw away the fact that he slept with another girl. Yeah, but she was also having like a a sexed relationship with Gunter. Yeah. So she was, she was receiving dick pics from a co-worker and leading him on so that he would continue to send them to her. So I guess, I don't know. Would you guys think those things are comparable to each other? Him? cheating once when he was really really drunk and her um having an ongoing sex relationship with a co-worker oh i just feel like that i don't want to have to answer this question (laughs) 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 well yeah i guess it's like it's weird to put that sort of thing on a on a scale of like one being worse than another you know what i mean like each is a is a portrayal of of some sort yeah and you know like i guess the physical one is like oh like like she was like did you wear a condom like you've put my life at risk in in a way you know like yeah um, but then at the same time it was a long like emotional it was a long time ago yeah exactly it was a long time ago and like if he never found out, if she never found out, it wouldn't change anything. But she yeah. was having like an ongoing, yeah, dick, yeah, dick. thing, yeah. And who knows where they're so. They, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not like it's uh, you know, you know, oh well, this one's obviously like ten times worse than the other. It's We're just all like, terrible. Oh, this is all gross. All terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I, Maybe they I deserve think each that's other. Why. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's why they do deserve each other. <laughs> Um, also, that we need to talk about the sex toy that makes them change because they never really talk about what you do with it. And to me, it's a, it's a, to me, oh. no, it looked like <laughs> an old timey like um, douche, uh, like an <laughs> instrument to do douching. Ah. Okay, yeah, because it was like well, it, had, your, it had a did pump. You think it, it, had a it had pump. a pump. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought yeah. it was a mix of a butt plug, um, like a ceramic butt plug and a beekeeper smoking apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, the way I understood, like, 
The only way I could imagine it working is he puts his dick on the one end of it and then puts the other end in her vagina and then when he jizzes, uses the pump and then it just pumps the jizz straight into it. Yeah, because that's every woman wants that. <laughs> that sounds like the most violent, like, like the idea of something going inside the tip of... <laughs> No, no, it's not inside the oh, tip okay. of the Like, he puts his dick his inside dick's... it. Oh, his inside dick goes it. inside okay. it. In the shaft bit. <laughs> In the yeah. shaft of it. So, wait, she gets um, the handle? What? <laughs> she gets the bit that looks like a butt plug. Got, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, the sperm travels oh, getting... along the Sorry, tube guys, and so into up. the other part, and he pops it in her. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real requiem for a dream, double-ended dildo. (laughs) Ass to ass. Um, (laughs) My God, I saw that Um, movie when I was in high school and I had glandular fever. I was, like, (laughs) feeling so ill. Um, And a guy at school that I was really good friends with, we said what our favorite movies were and mine was Emily and his was Requiem for a Dream. So he's like, you should watch it while you're sick. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, what the fuck? I want to fucking like you die already. Feel already. Sick. <laughs> you exactly. might as well watch it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously, they have a bit of exploration with each other's bodies. So she doesn't have a masturbation scene with his body, does she? Yeah, she bloody puts a banana up there. Or with his body. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, she does almost get a, her best friend to blow her. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the exploration was, she I has was laughing is at that. It's pissing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But back to that, that was good when <laughs> she walks in on her, her in his body getting About her, to receive. About to receive a blowjob from her best friend. And it's, it's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> She's just so pissed off about it. <laughs> or he's so pissed off about it. Um, that was quite good. But, yeah, we have, like, every good body swap film has to have a um, peeing scene. It's and this one has multiple. So she has to discover what it's like to pee with a dick, and he has to discover what it's like to pee with girl bits. But yeah, I and think I've discovered why their relationship didn't work because they fucking went to the toilet in front of each other with no flush in between. Like, yeah, come why? On, guys. Why no but- flush? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did appreciate when he's in her body and he farts. And he's like, you do fart. See, you do fart. Yeah. I just felt it go through your little butthole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she, uh, Heather Fink, the writer, director, lead, lead character, she is a stand up comedian as well as everything else. So, I could definitely see those kind of like that observational humor come through in the script that she wrote. And uh, also listening to the interviews she did, apparently there was a lot more physical humor and a lot more about like how weird it would be to actually just be in another physical body. But because of like budget constraints, a lot of the stuff they just had to cut on the day. Yeah. Is it um, weird that, so they didn't um, get to shoot it? that this movie is on YouTube? 
And like, it's got some quiet, like, you see a dick, you see that dick pic, right? Yeah. Like, well, but like, it does, it, it does have like an 18 plus restriction on it. Right. Yeah. So you that have to sort actually... of stuff's on YouTube, but no worries. I thought it would be getting taken down. Now, as long as it has a um, content warning, it can be on there. There you go. But this film wasn't made for YouTube. This film she made in 2017, submitted to a whole bunch of film festivals. Nobody wanted it because they thought it was too much objectionable material in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so then she had to self-distribute it she like drove out to la and got it like went to screenings and and like just to get it out there and it ended up on like amazon and all like the usual stuff to rent um but yeah this year i think she just wanted to get it out there so she just put it for free for everyone on youtube so which i think is a pretty smart move like yeah like you know, if you want attention knows, we'll, make yeah, people kn- like give everyone like the easiest way to watch it yeah because it sounds like she has a lot of stuff that she wants to get made that sound really interesting so uh, i know she's trying to get a pilot made um that the best friend uh she's made a pilot starring she wants to make a pilot starring her about the experience of being an Asian American actress in Hollywood and what that means and what kind of gets offered to you and what you have yeah. to do to make it. So, mm. but I okay. would love to see that. I, I like, I have notes about things I would have done differently or like things that felt, you know, mm. like they could have been better. But like I said, like I, I didn't really feel like it was necessary to go into because I do feel like on a whole, they have done something unique uh and a bit like you know like i said it's not perfect but there it was quite uh an enjoyable refreshing watch to yeah. other things right. and she's done everything a lot of the things that we always accuse these films when they're shit of doing like you know there was no growth for the characters there was no beginning middle or end like it was just meandering or uh we didn't get a clear idea of who these people were so when they were swapped it wasn't clear i don't think we can really accuse this film of any of those criticisms or else Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. couldn't i think there was actual thought and care put into this film which i can't say for a film like um the christmas switch you know like (laughs) or sex trip (laughs) (laughs) and those films had baldwins in them you know um the the sex shop like the gremlin dick store um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) very nice very nice like probably like because we we've now seen a few sex shops in these in these films like this is our third i believe Mm. and well so we had we had sex trip virtual sexuality virtual sexuality yeah yeah yeah. and this one we might have had more but what i just found the most interesting is i feel like this is the most unsanitary like (laughs) like (laughs) feeling towards a sex shop we've ever seen like i was just gonna ask out of the three which one would you go to there was a child in there (laughs) there was a child i'm not going why was there a child yeah yeah and 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 the butt plug thing he goes what is this and she goes oh that's a butt plug and she's like what's a for and the kid goes for your butt it's like i don't want a fucking <laughs> kid telling me what a butt plug is for whenever i see scenes like that i'm like are they, have they got the kid like in a separate like set with all this stuff missing yeah and that's like yeah. that's like the kid from um uh the exorcist she said she had no idea yeah. what that movie was about <laughs> yeah well, very um, similar because there's this demon in this child yeah. that apparently swaps bodies right? of people. And like, there's a yeah. bit in The Exorcist, like with the crucifix, and she said she just had a tissue box in between her legs, and she just <laughs> had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah, because you never see the kid in this shot with in the same frame as like any kind of 
paraphernalia, no dicks or vaginas or anything. He's or any of the characters talking and stuff, so they yeah. don't get to hear the dialogue. <laughs> I, I assume yeah. that's what's. I hope that's what's going on because I'm already yeah. like, that's it's like, why do we have child? a child in a sex yeah. shop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even okay, like, so are the- you saying which sex shop out of all three sex shops would we go? to? Which one would you go to? Which so wait, one? Which, which, which where were they? Sex trip. Virtual sexuality and this one. Yeah. So the square condoms, the gigantic dildos, or the one that looks like an antique store. The virtual sexuality <laughs> one. That just seems like your yeah. run-of-the-mill sex shop with your French ticklers and your... <laughs> yeah. And like, you're, not, you're not running and- into, like, Tom Hanks's brother in that one. Well, though. I would say that's an advantage. I don't want to get, you know, hit on by... Tom Hanks's skeevy relatives. <laughs> like, no, if it's if it's Tom Hanks if it's and Rita Wilson, Hanks, yeah. if it's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson shopping for a French tickler, maybe looking to introduce <laughs> a third into their marriage. <laughs> um, but I just feel like, yeah, this one seemed really old timey. Like it actually seemed sort of like a witch store. But yeah, it's the yeah. it's the shop from Gremlins. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. the shop from Gremlins. If everything in that shop was shaped like a dick. It would, it or would a sell a mon- there was fl- flashlighty type things in there for sure. <laughs> there would be a monkey paw that's already in the shape of a fist in this store. That's that's. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, now it's time for our favorite segment: hot or not. Take it away, me. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Bling. Everyone, Everyone is beautiful, beautiful in their own way. way. That's so hard to do over Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's at a different time. <laughs> uh, Look, it's never very good, so. <laughs> so, if anybody who was in this film is listening to this segment, just know that it's all in jest, it's all lighthearted, <laughs> and we love you all. And I'm just going to be all hot because I'm literally terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so, Heather Fink, Fink as Stephanie. Hot or not, Brendan? Hot. hot. Yeah, I'm going to give her hot. I thought she was really pretty. I I was a bit disappointed we didn't get to see his full makeup look when he tries to do <laughs> makeup on her face. Because <laughs> um, uh, that that had a lot of comedic potential, but yeah. Um, yeah. It was funny I as thought- well when she tried to dress up in sexy clothes and she put on like stockings with open toe shoes and like it was just all not going very well. <laughs> he was just like, yeah. fuck <laughs> this, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, how many times have we seen this? And in the other films, and they've never just mm-hmm. gone, you know what? I'm bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to wear something normal. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, how many of these fucking movies with the budgets have we watched where everybody looks like they're in 2003, even though it was shot last year? Everyone in this film looked like real people, dressed like real people from this time yeah. period, and like the places they were living in and the places they were going were furnished with furniture that looked like furniture you'd have in your house. <laughs> like. For a film that costs $100,000, I'd say this looked more expensive. Do you know what? Some of the than, movies do you know what? The I think we have to do <laughs> yeah. as like a bonus episode and we ha- it has to be like a videoed thing. You guys yeah. should try and do a full face of makeup. Uh, I would love to. <laughs> like with no instruction and no help. You just need to have a go. And then like, I don't know, I need to. I can't, I can't watch a, like a tutorial or anything. I no? need to. Just um, go straight then in. Then I need to try yeah. and shave someone's beard. 
because yeah. I don't know what's the equivalent. <laughs> Poor Adrian. What's the equivalent? Um, I guess th- there you go. You sh- you should be able to watch a tutorial. Why don't they do that in the movies? Just like yeah. YouTube basic makeup look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Marshall Stratton, who played Ryan, hot or not? Um, I'm gonna give him a not. <laughs> <gasps> Campus, you burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so elaborate. Why did you find him unattractive? Um, because I didn't think he was attractive. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I don't know. He was just like a stick of the mud the whole movie. I, I don't know. He just he didn't. He didn't do it for me, guys. He didn't do it for me. You don't like other red-headed men? I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of uh, red-headed men. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, am I red-headed? I, I'm not red-headed. No, you're not. Is your beard maybe a bit auburn? My beard's a bit red. Yeah. <laughs> this guy didn't have a beard, though, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, look, he was, he was cute enough. He was goofy and cute. I'm going to give him... You obviously think he's hot because you're like, give me a good reason, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, look, you know, I'm sure this guy is in agreement. He's no, like, fucking Brad Pitt, you know. He's just an average guy. But I thought he was funny and she described him as having a hot cock in the film. So that visual (laughs) just got me through. Maybe that actually meant... Maybe that actually meant the temperature of his penis and he, it was, like, inflamed. Oh, that's unpleasant. <laughs> this sex is on fire. <laughs> well, she did uh, when that guy, sleazy guy at the bar is trying to pick her up and she's like, yeah, I've got, like, a, oh, was it, like, a rash, rash down, down there? there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ying Ying Lee as Tina, the best friend. She was pretty. There was a lot of, um, yes. like... Hmm. Bold, um, streaked hair choices in this, though. Mm. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah, which uh, must be a New York thing. I'm not about. I'm not about that look myself. <laughs> I feel like it would have been a lot of like that's the hairstyle I've got right now. So that's the hairstyle I've got in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're all getting her hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. I think I, I have a feeling Lucy's definitely gonna give this guy a heart, and I I would definitely. I'm giving him a heart, so I'm not. It's not a payout, Lucy. Okay. Um, what the sleaze Gunter, bag at the bar? <laughs> no, Gunter, played by Christian Finnegan. Like as, well, actually, he didn't really. He sent her dick pics, but they were consensual, so I guess he wasn't. Is he? So is he the and guy he that had the accent or whatever? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, not for me. Oh, see, I thought he had a bit of that silver fox dignified kind of thing to him. He looked too. Um, Manicured. Okay. Like a bit scruffier. <laughs> Brendan? What about his cock? <laughs> <laughs> I actually see I don't I don't feel like that cock shot matched the person because he definitely had a full bush. Also I was gonna, And that guy yeah, would have exactly. not had a full bush. And also bush. it was it a flaccid penis? Yes. That's not how you do it, is it? <laughs> but it was but it was a respectively slot size flaccid penis. It was if 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 it's impressive enough when it's soft, you can get away with a dick pic. Okay, so I everyone feel. listening, when this is where dick- I get to learn about the the world of being gay and <laughs> with, stuff. <laughs> with your dick pics that you send to Paul, 
<laughs> if it is respectable, uh, it can the be Smartcast Podcast at gmail.com. I, I just yeah. thought that no guy ever sent a flaccid one. I, I, I didn't know that was. Look, it's, it's not unheard of. I mean, like, you gotta, would you send uh, a flaccid one to a lady opposed to a man? You know what I mean? Like, is there. Well, is there a difference in... Paul would never send a dick pic to a woman, and I don't have a dick, so I don't know who you're asking. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like I, I don't receive them. Like, uh, not anymore. Uh, married man. But... <laughs> <laughs> don't you mean you don't send but... them anymore? Is that what you're supposed that to be That was the joke. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> um, so, but I'm just saying, like, because... Like, this isn't my world. Like, maybe, maybe in, like, Paul might be able to confirm this. Maybe, like, for a lady, uh, a, a flaccid one is, like, you know, an insult. Whereas, uh, in the gay world, it's like, yeah, here you go. Here's, imagine, imagine this, like, but, you know, oh. <laughs> If we're going to get technical <laughs> so, about so, this. So, but when you send a flaccid one to a woman, it's like, you don't even give me an erection. Is that what that, <laughs> <laughs> the messaging is behind that. <laughs> I think in the gay world, if you want to, if we want to be getting into the nitty gritty of this, well, that's why we're here. If if a bottom sends a like kind of an all encompassing shot that may include his butt and also his dick, the dick does not have to be hard because he's like saying. You, you know, that's not even part of this equation. That's How do you not what get you're a dick for. and a butt in the same shot? From behind. <laughs> no, I there's can angles. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how would I do that? <laughs> I guess you'd have to use the self timer and like really step back from the apparatus, right? Uh, this is uh, yeah, I think she's home- like putting my leg up on the uh, the bathroom uh, mirror. <laughs> this is everyone's homework tonight. Uh, some <laughs> an art project. You don't have to share it, but you can just experience it. A guy I went to school um, with, a guy I went to school with for in sex ed, you had to like do a diagram of a penis and like do all the um like mm-hmm. anatomical parts and names for all mm-hmm. the whatever. And he was a really good artist and he drew like a perfect rendering of a dick with like shading and <laughs> veins. The veins. <laughs> and was everyone like, it's so accurate it has to be yours? <laughs> he got in trouble. he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, this has gone wildly, <laughs> of course. Um, uh, uh, so let's let's finish off on one because I just want to mention him because I thought he was hot, even though the character is a bit of a douchebag. The friend, but the friend with glasses. The friend, the friend with glasses, James yeah. Coker as Stevie. I was about to be like, oh, this guy is hot. And then, like, every subsequent thing he said was worse than the thing before it. So he, like, <laughs> yeah. erased himself from being hot. But if he yeah. never opened his mouth, maybe then he'd be cute. Yeah. But I'm sure he would have, like, like Macaulay whipped- Culkin's brother. Is that like, who you're talking about? He would have, like, whipped it out or something. Oh. He just seemed super <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry, why is he Macaulay Culkin's brother? He looks nothing it- like the Culkins. He looks totally like a Culkin. Nah, the Culkin. I love the Culkins. The Culkins are damn fun. Look, nothing against the Culkins, but they don't look anything like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, I think we've had enough of that. What or not? Yeah, that went to some, some dark places. <laughs> Literally, All right. like the butt. 
I'll quickly mention it. There's no opinion swap this week where we usually talk about other reviews from around the internet because there was literally five reviews of this on Letterboxd and they were all positive and none of them were funny and like (laughs) uh, three on IMDb and none on Amazon. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, Maybe you should write a funny review for it, Paul. Yeah, I think I might. If, if any of our listeners have watched the film, make sure you put your funny reviews out there for the next podcast that does this show. <laughs> now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. I'll go first. Ooh. My connection is the actor Seth Herzog. And he played the sleazy guy that tried to chatter up at the bar and ended up grabbing her boob. And he has been in like a whole bunch of the movies and shows that David Wayne's uh, directed and written. And, really? And I actually thought he was quite funny in this, in the role in the film. I, I thought he did a good job. And you could tell there's a bit of improv, but it wasn't that awkward improv like the sex trip. Like, it actually was <laughs> funny. So, um, <laughs> So he played a piano player in the 2004 comedy, which I'm sure you have both watched. And if you haven't, I'm going to be very upset. They came together, starring Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Amazing, amazing movie. <laughs> so, so good. And I feel like like it has a bit of a following, but I feel like this film needs to be huge. Like, I don't understand why everyone hasn't seen this film. It's a... um. A parody of romantic comedies as a genre, some more explicitly stated than others, and the cast is like amazing. Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler and Ellie Kemper and like so many people from SNL and like just amazing yeah. cast. Hilarious. You watch it, you'll quote it forever. Um so it's got that wet wet hot American summer vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um uh so like, really, all I need to say is a parody of romantic comedy starring Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler, and that should be enough to sell you on it. So yeah. um, if you haven't seen this film, watch it straight away. Just go and watch it right now. Also set in New York. Yes. <laughs> you could say. Like, like another character. <laughs> Line from the movie. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Brendan, what's your recommendation? Oh, well, it's funny you chose me, because my recommendation is a little film called Frank. Has anyone watched this? I know it, but I haven't seen it. So, is Frank the one with the mask? Yes, yes. Yes. That's exactly the one. Anyway, uh, the reason I chose Frank is because, uh, it's a great film, like, it's just a fun watch. But wait, what's the link? uh, (laughs) Oh, sorry, the link? So before I go into what it's about, um, the reason I chose it is because um, They Came Together came out in 2014. This movie also came out in 2014, and that's my tenuous link. <laughs> but that's not the link to this film. That's a link to my film. Yeah, but They allowed. Came Together had an actor in it that was also in this film. So that's how I've, lung- I've linked it together. Well, sure. Uh... <laughs> Going by that logic, anyway. you could really just do any film, you know, like you could get it, you could get to anywhere. Well, yeah, basically, I had like between Paul telling us about these came together to figure out how I could link it <laughs> or link something. Anyway. <laughs> you said at the start you already had 
your link worked out? I had my tenuous link. I had my tenuous link. Oh. <laughs> which was going to be whatever Paul chose, I would link it to that. No, you had your... <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. Jeez. Terrible. Anyway, tell us about Frank. <laughs> uh, um, it's this uh, this film about this, uh, this guy who just loves uh, bands and music and he wants to be a part of this scene. Um, and all of a sudden, through happenstance or serendipitously, uh, he actually gets to join this band that's actually like really good and unique and they're like underground indie they're very cool and no one's heard of them yet um and it's just a this sort of adventure of how he tries to like be a part of this band and become um i guess everything that he wants to be um but also uh in the course of doing that he's trying to make this band more successful and get them out there um and it uh yeah it's just a a really fun fit film for anyone who loves music and was wanted to be in a band and we'll show you why you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> good job cool uh lucy what do you got um so the chick that directed and wrote this and starred in this did some sound for broad city so i'm doing yeah. broad city <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, it's a great TV show, and I guess um, it's you could draw the parallels that it's created by women, and it's like a lot of female perspective that you maybe haven't seen before. And New can York, I give New York. you mm. can I give you another link that you didn't know about? Okay, there you go. So um, when she was making this film, she wanted to get male perspective on her script and try to work out what a man would do if he would be in a woman's body. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends that she rang and interviewed was the guy that plays Bevers in Broad City. <laughs> he was one of the consultants Bevers. on this film. <laughs> yeah, nice. And um, apparently, because he has a wife and that they've been uh, together for a while, and she asked him, uh, what would you do if you swapped with her? And he would be like, I'd be so excited because she's so much skinnier and smaller than me. I would just be prancing around and jumping across the room and like enjoying the fact that I was like in such an agile body. So. <laughs> oh, Bevers. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, just Broad City. Uh, have both of you watched all of it? Yes. Love, love, Pretty love, much. love, love. Yeah. I reckon there's a season out there yeah. I haven't seen, but yeah. So good. And I feel like there might be, not to generalize, there might be some guys some guys out there who didn't give it a give it a go yet and yeah it would be really uh you know laugh just as much as they would at anything else um yeah. and yeah. i think for a show that it just finished its what season fifth or sixth something like that yeah and it's it like they've wrapped up you know that it's it's finished now i just think it kept the momentum really well like you know yeah shows that go on for that many seasons sometimes they start to wane a bit but i thought like they went out on a high and yeah really funny I love Abby and Alana. Um, one piece of advice, uh, once I went to a work conference and I was on a plane with a whole bunch of my work colleagues and I had loaded a whole bunch of Broad City to watch on the plane ride, um, <laughs> not an appropriate show to do that in because it will make you look like a sex pervert. Yeah. Like every time they looked over, someone was having an orgy, there was like a naked person with like their bits censored out every time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, something to watch at home. All right, so where are... Where are we ranking inside you on the movies that we've 
covered on the podcast. I'm putting it in between Switch and 18 again. So that's kind of smack bang in the middle. Okay. That's pretty respectable. All right. Um, I'm putting it a bit above you. I'm going to put it in between Down to Earth and Every Day. Like, I had a really good time with this film. And looking at some other films, like, looking at some other films that had big stars and, like, actual studios behind them, like Christmas Trade, <laughs> uh, Dream a Little Dream, The Cobbler, A Change Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, it did so much better than a lot of these films that had the resources. So I really respect that. Brendan. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And for the for that reason, I'm putting it between Every Day and Damn Yankees, which I don't think is is a bad rating. Like, uh, I'll, actually, no, I think I just need to go one more down. I'm gonna go Damn Yankees. <laughs> and selfless. I would put above it. Yeah. And yeah. selfless. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah. Damn Yankees is a better film by far. Guys, um, so, so you thought you classic. thought it was better than Freaky Friday, two thousand and eighteen Freaky Friday. Uh, I have to put it a little lower. Oh, I think. <laughs> see, this is why I feel like I need to reassess my list. Because how is selfless? Uh, so, oh wait, it's the twenty eighteen one, the musical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then screw it. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um. So next episode. Uh, any predictions? No. Can you do the Dudley Moore one that you talked about before? No. <laughs> uh, I've already chosen something else. Sorry. Um, I would like a swap in which a dog swaps bodies with a mandarin. <laughs> you are so close. You so are close? so close to actually what we're going to do. What? Because we Man- are a mandarin now. swaps bodies with. Possibly me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just take off the door in part, and he's got it. A man with a, a man. A man. And a dog, dog swaps body with it's a man. It's the Tim Allen one, isn't it? No, because that one's not on Disney Plus yet. So we're watching the original The Shaggy Dog from 1959, starring Fred oh McMurray and Annette Bonacci. <laughs> so we're going back. Um, I'm hoping for like. The same vibes that we got off original Freaky Friday. Um, this is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, wow. When so. we haven't watched a film that old for a long time, have we? Yeah, since um, Damn Yankees, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. Cool. Those those old school Disney films were like that shit insane. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the sex shelf's going to be like in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke, Brendan. What a singer. I've got some, like, serious films on my list, but I feel like with COVID going on, I'm trying to keep it as light as possible. Yeah, please. I can't handle that now. Can we get off the sex ones? We've had, like, dicks. We've had sex trip. We've had this one. Do you know who you're talking to, Brendan? (laughs) Paul's not coming off. I just fucking... There is got to be zero penises in the Shaggy Dog, as far as I'm the aware. The dog will have a penis. <laughs> Do you think it will try to suck its own penis? Oh. I don't think we'll see it if it's in there. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like that film Show Dogs that got banned a few years ago. <laughs> Moving on. I don't know that one. The Will Arnett movie. 
where it was teaching teaching kids how to get molested and then they had to re-edit the film (laughs) it was it was one of those talking animal films but it was about like a a, uh will arnett and a talking dog and the dog has to go undercover into dog shows Mm. and part of being in a dog show is that the their person has to like inspect the dog's genitals and the dog is really distressed about it and then he gets coached into like just focusing on like another place and letting it happen without your consent and then when people actually saw the film they had to take it out of cinemas and re-edit the film and put it back because people yeah. are like, this is a legit conspiracy that uh that This film Hollywood is grooming children. Grooming children and shit, yeah. Oh, my God. Should have saved that fun fact for the Disney films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So, until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't forget... To rate, rate us review, on iTunes, you piece of shit. Please. <laughs> iTunes, and also, rate us. Thanks for listening. We love thanks you. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>